0: entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode. It's Nick Bradley here, and today I'm going to be doing, I'm not going to call it part two, but it's certainly a build on an episode I did right back at the very beginning, which was around presenting and influencing. And one of my most popular episodes, actually, because we get into the the different stages of influencing and how you've got to it's not so much about what you say it's everything else that goes around what you say that will get the result that you need particularly when you're pitching for funding you might be trying to sell your product or service just influencing in general and and I've said this consistently influencing or becoming good at influencing has probably had out of all the skills that I've mastered over you know my career that has been the one that's probably given me the most benefit. You just use it every day, you know, building rapport, understanding what someone's thinking. Um, and, and, you know, there's a bit of sort of neurolinguistic programming NLP within this as well. If you can start to really master this, it's one of the things that can just help you in so many different ways. So today we're going to go into really storytelling and, and the importance of storytelling in business. So I can, I can sense a few of you going, oh, God, what storytelling in business, oh, this is going to be another marketing thing. You know what? It is a marketing piece, but it's much broader than that because I'm not going to talk to it just in the premise of you know what you would say about your business from a positioning standpoint. I'm going to talk about storytelling in the context of how you lead teams, how you influence your clients, your customers, how you influence your investors, and of course, how you use it um, in your business as well. So that's it. That's going to be today. Good fun. Lots of stuff, lots of useful pieces. I'm going to take you through a couple of models that you can hopefully take away and incorporate into any of the things that you're doing. They're very, very simple, very practical. I've been doing quite a lot of speaker training myself as part of my growth. And um, I'm going to share with you some of that today so you can take it away and use it in your businesses. So before I do that, um, as always, thank you so much again for the feedback I'm getting. Brilliant stuff. Really enjoying the different comments and the different things that are coming back. Um, and I'm definitely incorporating into the show, as you probably, probably can tell. Um, and as, as I say, just, you know, if you're really enjoying this, please send me some notes, send me some feedback, put a review up, subscribe if you haven't done so already. And I always like to get that feedback and I always like to incorporate it into future shows. One of the things that I have been hearing a lot of, particularly um, as my audience starts to grow in the US, is is starting to get more international guests uh, onto the show. So I think over time, I'd like to get a broader range of entrepreneurs coming in, particularly for the Entrepreneur in Focus series. But if you're listening to this and you're not in the UK, not in the US, not in Australia, which tend to be my core markets for people listening to scale up your business, please get in touch. And I'd like to know kind of what you're doing on your entrepreneurial journey. And I'd also like to be able to share that journey with my network and obviously the fantastic scale up your business community. I mentioned at the very outset, one of my my sort of purpose, my deeper purpose for doing this is to try and raise the accessibility of entrepreneurship as a global force for good. And I say that because I believe that great ideas, great innovation shouldn't be locked into a westernized society where people have you know more gain access, I suppose to technology and resources and there are you know people out there who just don't seem to have those things in the same way, but their ideas might actually be better than some of the people who are in those um, those more um, affluent environments. So yeah, if you're out there, if you're from somewhere else, get in touch and um, you know if you've got some really good story which I think is going to add value to uh, the audience here, then I'll get you on the show. So there you go. There's the call to action. So <laughs> listen to that and take some action. So back to today's episode, um, let's, let's kick it off. So storytelling in business. Firstly, what is what is storytelling? When you think about communication and, and my background in sort of comms and marketing and to some extent PR a long, a long while back, communication is, is your ability to get a message to someone. And the learning or the taking in of that message is very much state dependent. So what do I mean by that? If you deliver a message and your energy level is low, if you deliver that message and for whatever reason you're distracted, you're not present, then the impact of that message landing is gonna be significantly reduced. If you think back, I had this experience when I was doing my university degree, you go to a lecture where there was a really engaging presence energized um, lecturer and you'd be gripped on the edge of your seat. You know, they'd, they'd essentially kind of just keep you there. And then you'd go to another lecture and it'd be literally like someone's talking to themselves with a back to the audience. And, you know, I can tell you right now, and I'm sure you're the same, any of those type of environments that you've been in, in those situations, I bet you've learned more and taken more in from the engaging person who's delivering the message or the, the teaching and learning in that context because they're telling a story. I remember... A number of years back, I went to INSEAD, which is a business school in France. And they, fantastic business school, world renowned, and they would have a really interesting way of bringing different professors in to teach you various parts of business, business growth, business scale up. And I remember preparing or being told that I was going to be going to a finance lecture and that lecture was going to be eight hours, literally the whole day with not many breaks. And I'd also heard that it it was amazing. You know, it's one of the best things you'll ever experience. And I believe the guy's name was Kevin Kaiser, but he came in. um, He was, I believe, from America. And he told a story around economics, really. And, you know, the sort of trading times back, you know, hundreds of years ago and how capitalism was created. The whole story went on for the whole day. And he finished the day with an equation, and the equation was for net present value. And I mean, you know, I understand what net present value is too, and it's a very important term, particularly when you're looking at sort of business valuations. And um, it, it, the way he contextualized that at the very end, he said, you know, I could tell you, I could put this, this equation up on the board, and you'll forget it. But if I tell you a story around it, and it was an amazing story, then you'll never forget it. And he was 100% right. And the takeaway, again, from what that lesson was about, just to finish the point, was that there are certain decisions you make in business that are going to be adding value to what you're doing in the business, and there are certain decisions that will be taking away value, and you can actually get to an equation. And that equation will give you the right answer at a rational level, so that uh, you may not make an emotional decision. And it was brilliant. So that's the power of storytelling, just in that very small story. And if you can bring this into your repertoire, and your arsenal of skills, It's going to help you, as I said from the outset, in many, many ways. So, as I said, state-dependent energy levels, context. So the content's important, but the context of how you deliver it is important. The thing I find is that the invisible, or what you think is is invisible, is actually just as important as the visible. So your body language, my, my point before about being present, if you're there fidgeting, if you're not you know staring people in the eyes when you're communicating what people will see more from you because you know there are very very different sort of learning styles and i'll get into some of the learning styles in a minute because i think they're important to understand what they are so that when you are presenting storytelling pitching leading you can incorporate those different learning styles into your presentation in a way that's going to make sure that everyone in the room is going to get something that they need because everyone learns things differently. So second point really, or sort of third point is, you know, focus needs to be on the outcomes. And I believe entertainment in the right way is critical in getting your message across. And you want to be able to, you know, drive a little bit of participation in that. Now it's not appropriate for every situation, but I can tell you, even if I'm pitching for funding or, or that type of thing, then it is important to get engagements around the room as well. And that could be simply by asking someone, you know, show of hands, please, who here thinks this about this particular subject and that level of just bringing the audience in to what you're doing will massively increase the engagement and therefore the impact. So before I get into a couple of um, tools that you can use, let's just go through the different learning styles. So a couple of them are obvious. Some people are very much visual learners. They take things in that when a message is visual, they'll they'll sort of see pictures, if you like. And, you know, you might have heard the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, and that's the reason why. then you've got auditory, which is sound, hearing sound. It tends to be more sequential in nature, and takes more time to process than a picture, and that's just how you know, humans take in information. Um, but it can be very memorable. So you often remember the sort of you know, soundtrack of a film, for an example. Then you've got kinesthetic, which is experiences and feelings. And you, knew, you sort of know when someone is sort of kinesthetic, when they say, I feel this or I sense this. And it tends to be more of an evaluation and it can be sort of – everyone has these, 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 these different um, ways of taking information, but you, you'll get a, a feeling when people start to use that word because they have to feel it. There has to be something that's inside them as opposed to something which is obvious. And the last one is auditory digital, which is a lot about self-talk, actually, and I, I sort of categorise this by it's around data. It's around seeing and interpreting information. So lots of people who don't want to stereotype, lots of people who are kind of in, in sort of analytical roles, like finance roles, for example, tend to sort of lead towards this. But the important thing when you're thinking about the different styles is that everyone has all four. It just is the emphasis of which ones step up. So one of the things I do when I go into a situation where I'm presenting or pitching or influencing is I try and get a sense around the room quite early by some early engagement, asking some questions to try and get a sense of what the, the general feeling in the room is um, so that then you can tailor your message, if you like, to that audience in a way that's going to be the most powerful. So you're probably sitting there thinking, oh God, this is really hard work, Nick. God, what you, you know, you know, don't you just go there and talk? Yeah, you can do that. That's what most people do. <laughs> but as I say consistently on the podcast, you, don't, you shouldn't do what most people do if you want to be really successful. You've got to do what most people don't do. So this is, this is if you want to get to a level of mastery in this area, be a great storyteller, be a great salesperson, all that sort of stuff, then these are the, the, the nuances and the detail that you need to get into. And you need to sort of study it. You need to make it become an important part to you. And if you're in a CEO, founder, business owner, particularly If you have aspirations to exit your business one day, create wealth via a capital event, there's a tangible thing here. The ability to do this well is going to raise the valuation of your business. And in some cases, that can be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars or pounds. Okay, so now I've got your attention. (laughs) That's why I'm going into the the detail. So let me give you the first model. And it's a five-step model. So I think of it like a pentagon and it's called the what, the why, the how, the what if and the when. Okay, and it's a a sequential model. So if you want to get to the power of influence, you should follow this model in that order because it's going to take people on a journey. So the, the what is, you know, what are you here to talk about today? Um, Very specific. Often I keep that very tight because you don't want to leave that open to interpretation. So today I'm here to present my business and ask for £300,000 of funding, etc, etc, etc. That sets the frame. That sets the context of why you're there. But it's not enough. So when you go from that point, the what, you need to go into the why in more detail. The why should be a reasonably... I say long, but it should be a well thought through part of the story. It could be that the market is suggesting that what you're trying to pitch is is absolutely right now right right now for that particular product or service. It could be based on fear. It could be that if you don't make a decision on this now, there are consequences. It could be a personal why. If you're telling a story about yourself, it could be why you're there you know you're there because you're on a greater purpose greater mission the what is very very specific the why is where you can start to let some of your personality come through so once you've done the why you then want to go into the how so if i'm let's say i'm trying to sell a product or service the how is the not so much the features but it's the benefits that that product or service is going to deliver for the customer that I'm influencing through this story. So again, this is quite an important part. So, how how is this going to work? How is this going to benefit me? And that's where you have to start to put yourself almost in a sort of empathetic way into the seat of the person that is hearing the message. So, it's not the how from your perspective, it's the how from their perspective. So, again, it's a very clever trick. If you want to call it a trick, but it's just about being present again and understanding your audience. The fourth part of the model is the what if. So if the what is what you're delivering, the product, the service, what you're here today to talk about, the what if is what if you don't do what you're suggesting. So if I'm here saying, listen, I want you know, my point before £300,000 to invest in my business, This is why I need that investors. This is why it's important. This is how it's going to help you. This is the benefit to you. What if you don't invest? What are the consequences if I don't, if you don't partake in this? And then very quickly within the what if you go to the when. And when is the when? The when is now. There is no better time than now, today. So this particular model can be used for anything but it's very it's particularly good in sales messaging and sales scripting for the obvious reasons and my my personal view is everyone who's an entrepreneur has to sell at some point if you don't think that you're a good salesperson then that's probably a self-limiting belief and you need to go and do some affirmations in a, in a in a shower somewhere to kind of get your head right selling is is still the lifeblood of of business as much as marketing is you know i've I've done a podcast before on the importance between the two but this gives you a process to learn so that's that's the first model today so the what the why the how the what if and the when this is a really good way of just structuring how you should go and, and present in a, in a storytelling fashion okay so pretty straightforward pretty clear i hope there's some value just straight into that piece the the other thing I think that's important is there's a thing, it's not really what I call a model um, as such, but there are some characteristics that you need to think about when you are in a pitching or storytelling situation. And these are things which are I, I personally think are just kind of important to to understand, again, the psychology of the audience. So if you are... You know the first one came, quite an obvious one is, is charisma. so've you've, you've got to tell a story and influence in a charismatic way. Back to my my analogy of the uh God, my poor university professor, if you like. Um, <laughs> if you haven't got charisma, if you're not there, if you're not sort of engaging in that way, that's going to limit your impact. Conviction, I mentioned before, it's about the audience believing that you believe what you're talking about. I had a fantastic definition the other day of influence, and that was, influence is, an, is not your ability to convince the person that you're speaking to to believe. It's to convince them that they believe that you believe. A subtlety, but a powerful one, and that comes sort of under the term of conviction for me. Then it's about connection. Connect with the audience, rapport, eye contact. It's obviously about the content of which we talked about with the Pentagon. It's showing some concern and understanding of the audience depending on what's going on. So that's, much of that is also about listening and interacting. Depending on, on the environment, you can use this some of the things I'm talking about really for keynote speeches as much as you can for sort of roundtables, as much as you can for one-to-ones. But this is where the empathy piece comes in. And then the last piece is, is contact where it makes sense to have contact. So this is not about going up and hugging someone if it's not appropriate to do so. But physical contact in the right way can add emphasis to what you're trying to do. So, you know, a gentle touch on the shoulder to emphasize a point or to even proximity to someone when you're presenting will give you more power, particularly if you're standing in there seated. So if someone's not engaged in, in a situation where you're, you're telling a story, you're pitching, you're presenting, you're selling – it's important, I think, to be able to go up. You know, I often get off stage if I'm in stage and I, I get close. And just by getting close, it changes the dynamic and gets the engagement back. So these are just all little tricks. So the final model, so if you've got the so the Pentagon, which is a fantastic model for selling, the other one I want to talk about is how you can really sort of tell a story in a way that's going to bring the audience to the edge of their seats. So it's an overused term, I appreciate, but if you can if you can capture the room in that way, uh, that's going to take you to another level again. And the model on this one is called the then-now-how model. So if the Pentagon is, you know, as I said, the what, the why, the how, the what if, and the when, this is then now how. This is where you want the audience to connect with you in, in, as I said before, a very, very direct and powerful way. So to give you a story, my story, and I've, I've shared this with you beforehand about why I'm an entrepreneur and when I wasn't an entrepreneur, the then for me was the situation I was in when I wasn't fulfilled, when I wasn't following my purpose, when I was stuck in a corporate job, stuck in the rat race. Commuting every day and, and not feeling like I was getting to where I wanted to get to. That was then. For them. then. But now, now I, you know, I do what I want. I have massive passion for what I do. I get to work with really interesting people, interesting investors, interesting businesses. I get to travel. I get to speak to entrepreneurs. I get to influence entrepreneurs. I get to be able to add value back and contribute through things like the podcast. That's now. So the bridge is if that was then and this is now, how did I do it? How did that happen? So, again, I don't want to repeat too many of the episodes. There's mindset shifts. There's investment in myself. There's building my network. There's lots of things, lots of things that I did with a very clear vision and a set of goals to be able to move into a more purpose-driven life. So what I've just done there in in a quick way is I've given you the then, now, how. And depending on where you are on your journey, and I haven't delivered it with maybe the emotion that I would deliver that if I was in front of you today or I was on a stage, but you can get a sense that if you can deliver that story in the right context, and that that story doesn't have to be just about my story. That could be about your, your business or your brand. You're going to get people wanting to be on that same journey. So there's a level of inspiration that comes from that through that storytelling. There's a level of, Intrigue, depending on how far you take people into the story. But there's certainly massive levels of engagement, memorability. And and this is this is, you know, if I could summarize what I'm trying to get across today, it's that more than anything else. Because if you're memorable, you know, you're gonna stand out, you're gonna step up, you're gonna be more successful. If you're pitching a product you're more likely to sell the product. If you're pitching yourself, you're more likely to, to get more back from that. If you're trying to raise investment, obviously you're going to be more... So you can see this stuff has huge value. And I'm sure a lot of you, when you see the title of this episode and it's going to be around storytelling in business, you think, oh, that's not That's going to be very useful. How would I use that? It's one of the most useful things. Absolutely one of the most useful things. So there we go. So that's that's coverage on that. If you haven't listened to the first episode that I did, which had some similarities, but talked very much about Cialdini and the power of influence and and that, I, go back and listen to that because I think this episode is giving you a little bit more practicality around if you've got a something coming up, it could be a pitch, it could be a speech, you know, that you're giving. You can even use this for a wedding speech. You, you take these models and start to play with them, particularly the influence, because As I said, there's a bit where you can just be very rational. You can be very much, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is why, this is how I'm going to do it. But as you weave the storytelling into that, you can take the audience, as I said, on that much, much more impactful journey. And with practice and over time, that's going to serve you extremely well in scaling your business. So that's it today. If you like the episode, please subscribe, leave a review. Uh, get in touch if you think there's some questions that I can help you with on this, particularly if any of it is unclear. It should be relatively straightforward. In terms of um, different resources on this sort of stuff, I'll, I'll mention again. Sort of Cialdini's book on influence is definitely the bible. I'm also a big fan of Zig Ziglar. Um, he is he does a lot of stuff on personal development, but his area of focus is selling, and it's it's selling in a way which isn't selling. It's it's really about value exchange and selling as a service. And if you're feeling that you need to feel or you need to get some education to change your mindset about what selling is because you don't like to sell, then I definitely recommend listening to some of his work. So that's it. Another episode done. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thanks very much to listen for listening. And as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.